Hey everybody, it's me, Tiny, and I'm just here to warn you that the following show, I'm not 100% sure what happened. I believe there was a problem maybe with John's microphone. His end of the audio got all garbled up, so I took the audio from my microphone. I did the best I could with it. You can hear him in the background, but the audio is not great. Apologies. It's not going to hurt my feelings if you decide to skip this show. So, without further ado, here it is. Listening to Earth Oddity, a weekly odyssey into all the oddity planet Earth has to offer. And now, serving it up are Christopher Tiny Sullivan and John Long. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of Earth Oddity Podcast. I am Tiny. Sitting across from me is John Long. And together, we're here to talk about news. The news this week. My Steam Deck finally came in the mail. That's right. And uh, I, that's, that's why you haven't been texting back <laughs> in like a timely fashion. Yeah, yeah. it might You're be. Like, oh, I've been so swamped today. <laughs> Such a busy day. Well, that's all the news we have for you people this week. Y'all have a good night. <laughs> We're recording a day late because Tiny been playing with his deck. I have been fiddling with my deck all weekend. Well, I know. I can't keep my hands off my deck. Sure. Yeah. Well, I know. Uh, I thought you skipped church on <laughs> I was there. But you had security. I was keeping you safe. And You're welcome. Like, Look, Tara, I, I'm going to take a boy's home. <laughs> okay. You go on and eat with everybody. I'm, I'm just going to go on home. I will say that was 100% Tara's idea. Okay. The, the pandemic has spoiled potlucks oh, slash restaurants for her for forever. Oh, no. Like, yeah, we don't. I was up in there licking on everything. I was so happy about it. Yeah. Well, just know that uh that it's you know, I I, I wish I could have been right there with you. <laughs> I'm gonna miss Southern Baptist potluck meals. <laughs> it's it's it was it's when I'm old, I will remember, oh man, I remember before the stupid COVID happened. We used to have potluck dinners. That's what they took from you. Tom. That's what it took. That's, that's how they get you. That, that's what the the China took from you. <laughs> with their pirates. They took it from you, Johnny. Well, way of life. Yeah. Eating, like stomach gluttonous eating right after a church <laughs> service. Yeah. yeah. They took it from Casseroles as far as the eye could see. Man, it was a table. No spot. more. <laughs> from... One end of the gym to the other, just filled up. Then good fried chicken at the end. Mm-hmm. Whole dessert table. It was great. Wow. Oh, man. Hate you missed it. I know. Me too. But the deck. Let's get back to <laughs> Okay, back to the deck. How I mean what are what are your what's your initial rating or whatever? Well, almost a year ago, it was July sixteenth of last year. Mm-hmm. I I actually set my alarm clock. To get up early because I was working nights that week. Okay. I woke up early on a Friday so I could reserve it. And I've sure. been waiting all this time. And I've been I haven't been this excited about anything 
since I don't know my honeymoon. Oh, for real? <laughs> yeah. That's a pretty I know. Was it worth it, John? All the anticipation that I've experienced over the last year. Yes, yes, it was. Yeah. Are you talking about the honeymoon or the steam deck? <laughs> the steam deck. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, good. I'm I mean, glad. yeah, it's I'm great. Yeah, it's it's a lot of it's it's great. So yeah. there you go. Have you let the kids play on it yet? Absolutely not. That's yeah. mine. Smart. <laughs> Smart. Yeah. Yeah, like Nita used to get mad when the kids were little because they would always take her phone. Mm-hmm. You know, while they ever take yours, I'm like, let them know. <laughs> Right. I mean, I said, no, this is dad's phone. I'm laying on this is my toy. <laughs> so we'll get you one one day. Yeah, which because you know I've got a, a PC. No, it doesn't. It's not like a super high end computer. It's like you know five years old, sure. but it runs a lot of stuff. And my youngest son, he kind of took that from me. Oh, my yeah. oldest son is typically on the Xbox. He sometimes he'll let his little brother play with him, but not usually. Sure. And and then my youngest one, he gets on Minecraft. He plays Minecraft on my PC. And now I have a Steam Deck. And Tara's got Hallmark. (laughs) She's that's another thing. The our big TV in the living room. I bought that to play Halo on. That TV is so huge. People don't even understand how big a TV is. If I be the biggest one I've ever seen. Well, now they make TVs bigger. But that's besides the point. That TV was bought for me to play Halo on. I have not logged one round of Halo oh, on me. that TV ever. So you don't even like hook it up when she's like, "Hey, I'm going to go hang out during the day or whatever." And she never leaves. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta get her to mom's job. Well, yeah, they the kids need back to school clothes. <laughs> they do. They, they actually that's a pretty regular thing. But uh, I, I guess I've just never yeah. gone to the trouble of hooking it up in there. I, I, maybe I ought to. I figure you'd be like a like a like a NASCAR pit crew. Like <laughs> well, these days it's not even. It's so easy. All you do is plug it in and plug in HDMI, and that's gotta, that's all you do. You gotta still flip that little switch on the box to UHF. No, <laughs> yeah, I remember that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was trying to explain that to Thomas the other day because he was plugging something into mm-hmm. his grandmother's TV, and I was like, "Man, you don't even know." I had to put it on channel three and flip this thing in the back. And- <laughs> You crank a generator just to play Paul. You ever go to like screw in that coax cable, mm-hmm. but then the coax cable wasn't long enough? Sure. That's a tough one right there. So you got to scoot the TV back to the wall <laughs> and then somehow try to Tetris yourself in there to like, sc- and then you right. can't get the threads yes. on right, right on going right. right. Man. Yeah, you're like fiddling with your fingers, yeah. fiddling around. Yeah, that's the younger generation. They don't they don't know the struggle yeah. that we had to endure. They don't know what it took to uh, hook up a VCR <laughs> and record USA up all night. I think eighty percent of the VCRs that I ever looked at in my life. The clock was never set. They were always blinking sure. 12. Yeah. Nobody knew how to set those clocks. Now, I want to tell you one thing about Deidre Ham or Deidre Long. I still call Deidre Ham. That's her maiden name for everybody. I'm not calling my wife a pig. Okay. <laughs> Disgusting, you would think. She knew how to work a VCR. Okay. Buddy, because she, she still has all these shows she watches. I mean, it would come on and record. When we first got married mm-hmm. and everything, and I would sometimes 
there was one night that I would have to switch out the videotape. Is a very important responsibility. <laughs> she was taping so many things on that yeah. day that it would run out of tape. And she was working, I guess, 3 to 11 mm-hmm. during that time. And so I would have to like set an alarm at like 8 o'clock and go switch out the VCR tapes or next show. Yeah. Well, people don't realize that back in the day, if you didn't see something when it aired, you just didn't see it. Like, I was about to say, you might luck up and catch it on a rerun, but more than likely, I mean, there was no guarantee you would see that. Yeah, ever again. Yeah. Yeah. There was no such thing as on demand. No, not at all. The closest (laughs) thing was doing that, like setting your VCR to tape stuff Mm -hmm. for a certain amount of time. And you had to hope like the Braves game didn't run over because I was going to sit. If you had to sit there for <laughs> yes. or whatever, it was going to be all messed up. Do you ever get in trouble when you were watching TV and then all of a sudden the channel would flip to something that somebody was going to record? Yes. And you get in trouble because you're just like, ah, they don't need to see that. You just stop it and go back to what you were watching. Well, not really, because I would never do that today. <laughs> <laughs> I would never have done that to Tara, but I did that to my brother oh, yeah. constantly. <laughs> didn't have that issue. You know, of course, I'm, I'm, I guess, an only child, somewhat an right. only child, right? And my mom and dad, dad watched the Braves and Andy Griffith. That's the only thing that was on TV mm-hmm. in my house forever. I remember Brad would be like, uh, Man, you messed up my Power Rangers. And be like, well, spoiler alert, they beat the monster at the end, okay? Yeah, they all joined up and beat the other guy. They called their giant robots and came together and, like, beat it. I was never into Power Rangers. Thomas briefly was into Power Rangers for maybe about six months Mm -hmm. and got into it. So I watched watched more with him than I watched when I was younger. Right. But it always, even when I was watching him, I was like, this this is a really stupid show. <laughs> <laughs> this show is dumb. Use a gun. <laughs> Everything about this show is dumb. <laughs> this team would never, they would not stand a chance against SEAL Team 6. <laughs> <laughs> well, what was the bad guy's name? Like Zord or something like that? Oh, yeah. Well, first they started with like a grandma. Like grandma? Re- <laughs> it was like this old lady, Rita. Oh, I didn't know that. And Rita Rep- Pulsa, yes. She was the she was a sorceress. She was the bad guy, and then later on, uh, that other guy with the brain head, yeah, he right. like took over. Yeah, I was like, just shoot him right in the face. Yeah. <laughs> he don't even have a top of the skull. So that's talking power rankings. Right? <laughs> we need to talk news. Yeah, we do. What you got? Um, I've got a story. We got more Roe versus Wade talk. Okay. So people are demanding it. <laughs> uh, we're going to talk about the greatest athlete to ever live. And um, we're going to talk about sex, baby. <laughs> okay. Yes. All right. I have a story about a. Ohio home for sale on Zillow. I've got a story about Batman, but I want to start off with this story. 
Georgia Guidestones are demolished after being damaged by an explosion. That's right. Take that, globalist. That's right. <laughs> yes. Splice it out, Alex Jones' voice. Does anybody in the listening audience not know what the Georgia Guidestones are? I would imagine if they didn't know about it before this week, they do now. Okay. Because I was wondering if, if we needed to, like, briefly go over it. Basically. Uh, as you would say, the Lord. <laughs> yes. Um, the Georgia Godstone. Which, because, I mean, I feel like if anyone has the least bit interest in, like, conspiracy stuff, then they've absolutely yeah, gone, right. at some point, they have come across the Georgia Godstones. I think probably most people came to this show, <laughs> mm-hmm. and this is like a conspiracy show. <laughs> you know, I'm not sure how that happened, but yeah. Title. I was thinking about this the other day. Like based on our title, people probably were like searching. Was like, oh, well, this is a show about interesting things on Earth, <laughs> or this is a conspiracy show. But no, it's two dumb rednecks <laughs> who mispronounce things and get facts wrong all the time. Yeah, and I guess that's who we are. Right. Yeah. Well, the TLDR version is the Georgia Guidestones is a monument. Was. Was a monument that was erected by an anonymous person using the pseudonym R.C. Christian in rural Georgia, which that's where you want to put your new world order monument. Right. (laughs) Georgia, one of the original 13 columns. Yeah, and it basically had like kind of like a a Ten Commandments type of vibe. And they're buried a uh, time capsule underneath it, too. Yes, and also, not not a lot of people know this, but the guy who erected the monument, he's got a book that he left in the local library, too, where he talks about, you know, exponential population growth and oh, yeah. how there's going to be, like, this massive this was die-off. This was in the 70s, yeah. which that was a really, you know, that was a that was a thing that people were starting to freak out about in the 70s. Uh, I mean... We only started the trilateral commission in the 70s. Jim Carter was only president. And it's in Georgia. Right. I'm not connecting dots, but other people have. That's all I'm saying. And I think there's also some stuff on, like, because all these Ten Commandments, they're in, I think, eight different languages or something like that, including one of them being Sanskrit, I believe. Yeah, because they're down with that. And there's, you know, like, like, if you look... Through the stones, you can use them to like predict eclipses and stuff. I, the idea was yeah, most of humanity is going to die off, and then we're going to need to rebuild. Yeah, and we're going to come across these this monument in rural Georgia. Yeah, and from there, the cradle of life. People don't know the Garden of Eden <laughs> was in Georgia. People don't know the two rivers were the Chattahoochee right. and the Tallapoosa. I don't know. I wish I knew another Georgia river. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you read the commandments, they're pretty, they sound pretty great until you get to the last one where it says, keep humanity's population at 500 million, which means a lot of folks got to go. Well, what do you think the vaccine was about? Right? Right. Well, apparently somebody blew it up. So we're going to read from this article here. It says that a controversial, controversial, Rural Georgia monument, dubbed by some as America's Stonehenge, was bombed and ultimately demolished after an explosion damaged one of the four granite panels early Wednesday morning. According to the GBI, that's the Georgia Bureau of Investigation, preliminary information indicates that unknown individuals detonated an explosive device 
at the Georgia Guidestones at around 4 a.m. on July 6th. Ebert County Sheriff's deputies responded to the scene and reported that the explosion destroyed a large portion of the sculpture. The GBI released surveillance footage on Wednesday evening that depicts the initial explosion that led to the destruction of the Guidestones. A car can be seen leaving the scene shortly after the explosion in the footage. No one was injured in the explosion, the GBI said, but the Georgia Guidestones were completely demolished for safety reasons because, again... These big, huge granite slabs are stacked on top of each other, and I'm guessing it just... Yeah, you can't have some kid. Right. <laughs> because, you know, that could potentially be a blood sacrifice sure. to Moloch. Right. <laughs> Maybe that was the plan all Maybe. Uh, the roadside attraction was constructed in 1980, by an unknown individual or group who used the name R.C. Christian, and we talked about that. And again, I, maybe it was uh, unveiled in 1980. I think okay. construction began earlier. The granite panels are 19 foot high, and they bear a 10-part message in eight different languages with guidance for living in a, quote, age of reason. Sure. I would say that their time has not yet come. <laughs> not in the United States. No, yeah. no. We're an unruly populace, but um, that's you know that's pretty much the article. But these these guidestones have always been since they were first unveiled. They've been controversial. Sure. There's been many times people have like you know graffitied it, thrown yeah. paint on it. Well, now it's under, and you may have read it. The 24 hour surveillance. There's cameras on it and everything. Mm-hmm. You could, have you seen the video of the explosion? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> what do you think it was? I mean, I, I think somebody. You whipped up a bomb and went and went and blew it up. But how do you like? There's no real video of anybody planting a bomb on it that I saw. I'm wondering if that just hasn't been released Maybe so. because, like you said, I mean, this is it's 24 hour surveillance yeah. be, again because there were so many people trying to vandalize it. The so Illuminati <laughs> want their little monument right See, this is how it works, Tony. We're under, Americans are unruly. We've always been unruly. We've been unruly since the beginning and the founding of this country. Britain let us do our own thing until they came over here and took Canada. Listen to the whole thing about this today. Anyways, we're unruly. But they have to try out all their little tricks and stuff. And if they can get us to go along with it, the rest of the world will go along with it, right? Right. And so that's why they put these over here once we were on board <laughs> with it. And they found out we never will be. So huh. I don't know why. I, I don't know if we blew them up. I imagine some redneck just blew them up, you know? That would be my guess. Because that was my thought. Was like, it looked kind of like Tannerite or something maybe was used because, of, I mean, it's a huge smoke. <laughs> I was about to say, they would need more. That'd, that'd be a lot of Tannerite, though, to destroy that. What? Because any other explosive, you could, you know, like I, I can, you got to have a permit to buy like dynamite and stuff, right? So they'd be able to trace a lot of that. Look, I, I do not know, but I've heard that, you can you can whip up stuff if you if you're smart. Okay. So well, I mean, yeah, you can definitely do that. Um, was it diesel fuel and some other well, key they, ingredient? <laughs> they watered down the ammonia. Yes, like ammonia There's just too many bombs. Right. Yeah. We used to blow up bigger bombs. We can't have anything fun. Tiny. I, there was a period of time we had a shit on the farm. Yeah. That had 
probably 30 Mountain Dew bottles, 20 ounce Mountain Dew bottles, ammonia nitrate bottles. Mm-hmm. That we just had ready to go. <laughs> uh, a beaver down, screw a plastic cap in it, yeah. poke it down in the beaver down and blow it up. But we did it all the time. <laughs> there was nobody ever worried about it. I didn't even think there was anything wrong with it. Mm-hmm. And then somebody was like, yeah, this is what the dude used to blow up Oklahoma City or whatever. And I was like, oh. Wow. Okay. I can see how that happens. We're blowing the crap out of this beaver down. Got mud all over me. Yeah. Anyways, blowing a beaver down is super fun. If you've never done it before, if we're being honest, kids, this is dangerous. It's not safe. Yeah. But blowing stuff up is a ton it's of fun. Great, it's so much fun. We're going to have a story later about how fun it is. I had a little too much fun with it. Yep. But yeah, blowing up stuff is awesome. Always has been. Uh-huh. Did you ever do the uh, tinfoil and... You know what? <laughs> we tried to do that one night, and we couldn't make it work. But then there was another time we... Another guy in our in our crowd or our group of friends, he knew how to do it, and so he he set us straight, and we did it. So yeah, yeah. yeah. No, once you get it back, on, <laughs> right? It's pretty awesome. You don't ever know when it's going to blow. Yeah, you know that could be a little bad. You got to throw it out in the yard and wait a few minutes. Sometimes it'll immediately go off. No time taking a long time. I had a buddy, David. His dad had an oxycetylene rig, oh, and nice. we filled up some balloons with acetylene. Put that little newspaper wick on it, and it didn't do a lot of damage. It just made a big noise and some flash of fire. We, we came across some gunpowder. This one year out of camp, we did black powder shooting and stuff. We came uh-huh. across like some, not the gunpowder everybody uses now. This is like an old tin of gunpowder, mm-hmm. and, and the camp ranger's like, "That stuff's probably got wet. It ain't no good or whatever." We we're like. Well, let's find out. Let's find out. <laughs> There's only one way to know for sure. And so we did a line of it out like, you know, we're going to blow a bank vault. Up or something. <laughs> yes. <laughs> we, there's like three of us standing right over like idiots. This is why guys don't live very long. They lit it and man, it blew all of us back. It was awesome though. And so then we started like, okay, let's get some fuse and we made some fuse and all that and We'd have put it in like, you know, like a scold tin and blow it up, watch it go up there. This is really awesome. Love playing. <laughs> Kids don't do this. <laughs> Nobody needs to do this. But we're but, trained professionals. Right. <laughs> but better believe when the government starts treading on us, me and Tiny know what to do. Okay. <laughs> yeah, that's why you should just don't. Just right. don't tread. Don't tread. <laughs> we made a flag about it and everything. Don't tread. Okay. We've been a lot of treading here lately. More treading than I'm comfortable with. It's gotten worse over the last decade. Yeah. Stop treading. <laughs> I'm not making a threat. I'm just saying, stop treading on me. Please. Right. Yeah. Huh. So maybe break out the join or die flag. <laughs> that's one of my favorite ones yeah what's the other there's one with a pine tree on it that says like appeal to heaven on it or oh i don't know yeah i think that was maybe massachusetts militia flag or something but i always thought that was lame mm-hmm. i mean as a christian it's great they put appeal to heaven on the flag but i don't know if that's going to strike fear in your enemy right i'm just saying yeah huh. of course the snake asking you politely not to step on it too isn't very scary either I think the the imagery was like 
you step on a snake, it's going to bite you. It's definitely going to bite you. So don't do it. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. Joiner dial is the snake that was all cut into pieces. Right. Like if one if one of us isn't isn't on board, right. then it's all you know, it's all or nothing basically. It's all of right. Yeah. Which you know when we voted to leave Great Britain, there's one colony that didn't vote. Did I talk about this? Yeah, you did. <laughs> you said New York. Oh, liberal of New York. They abstain. <laughs> I don't like them. Well, I don't like They didn't vote no. Yeah. They just did not vote. Right. It's like, no, we're not going to vote. We don't want to be a record. <laughs> yeah. Of course, they did have like 150 British ships right off the harbor. Mm -hmm. That put a little pressure on them. A little bit of pressure. Yeah. Especially when you're representing a bunch of people that are like, yeah, you better not vote. I don't want all my stuff destroyed by the British Army. But guess what? It immediately failed. <laughs> I mean, as soon as we were like, yeah, we're going to be independent. They took New York. All right, let's talk about the greatest athlete of all time. Do you know who it is? Jose Canseco. Close. <laughs> a lot of people would say Jim Thorpe. Okay. A lot of people would say Bo Jackson. Very popular answer in this state. Mm -hmm. But it is, in fact, one. Jalen Hurts. That's a very good it was, uh, oh, man, Star. What was his name? We had a quarterback one time. Bart Star? No, not Bart Star. <laughs> Bart Star is awesome. God bless him. Rest in peace. <laughs> no, Star Jackson. Okay. You know, everybody was like, Star Jackson came to school here. They're like, oh, he's going to set records. Like, <laughs> yeah. played or anything. Yeah. All right. The greatest athlete of all time, Joey Chestnut, regrets putting Berkeley protester in a chokehold at a hot dog contest. <laughs> Joey Chestnut said he feels bad about putting an animal rights protester from Berkeley into a brief chokehold during the annual Nathan's hot dog eating contest. Contest. I don't know why I said that weird. <laughs> Over the 4th of July weekend, which was captured in a viral video. As soon as I grabbed the guy, I realized he was a kid, Chestnut told USA Today Sports on Tuesday. I felt bad afterwards. I was just amped up, just focused on getting back to eating. It's just unfortunate. I wish that it didn't happen. It's a bummer. Hmm. Scott Gilbertson, 21, of Berkeley, was arrested by New York police on suspicion of criminal trespass and disorderly conduct and harassment. Um, all three were released from custody. Direct action everywhere said. Um, all three. I guess he had a couple protester buddies. I guess so. Hmm. Uh, so he was there protesting the hot dog eating contest? Yes. Okay. Does he not like hot dogs? He. Let's see. Uh, Gilberson told USA Today <laughs> that he felt chest hole, his chestnut chokehold was unnecessary. He set up for a loss. <laughs> He acknowledged that he had been wearing a stormtrooper mask, which freaked Chestnut out, and that made it hard for him to really see what was going on. The Death Star reference compares to the villainous mega weapon from the Star Wars film series to the largest factory pig farm in the country, Smithfield. That's a bit of a stretch. That's like a that's like a youth pastor trying to draw like a popular reference yes. into scripture. You know? That's exactly like right. they do every single Wednesday night. Yes. Right. <laughs> <laughs>
Yeah, this guy. So he, the largest factory pig farm in the country is in Utah. Surprising. I would have expected that. Huh. I wonder if I I thought they yes. I, th- I thought all they had was green track. <laughs> <laughs> That's a local joke. A lot of people won't get that. There's a there's a, a Utah here in Utah, Alabama, yeah. and they have uh, they have electronic bingo. Green County, the most impoverished county in the state of Alabama, no joke. Uh, it has had legalized gambling for as long as I've been alive. Okay. <laughs> well, it's it's illegal legalized gambling, okay. right? Green track where you can re- go watch dog races for forever, and that's been legal. You can gamble on that. Now, I thought that was just something that everyone just kind of turned a blind eye to, though. Well, they quit having actual dog races there. Yeah, you know, with the simulcast racing where you're watching them race, I guess, in New York, mm-hmm. people watch dog racing. Uh, but which animal rights activists hate dog racing. I think it's actually pretty cool. (laughs) I mean, they're not fighting. Right. They're they're racing. That's exercise. Yeah. 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 That's a good thing. (laughs) You don't like running? Yeah. Come on. But but then they got into uh, bingo. uh, But it's like, it's basically slot machines. I don't understand how they work. I, I don't either. I've never played before in my head. I thought bingo was just a name because we're not allowed to have slots. So we're going to have a slot machine, but it's going to spell out bingo and you win. But somehow, so they've had that for forever too. And it gets shut down. It gets opened up and shut down and opened up. We Mm -hmm. can take all the machines and blah, blah, blah. But somehow, despite all that and all the revenue from people coming from Tuscaloosa to gamble there, I know several people who go. Right. Um, Green County can't pull itself out of a hole. I don't know what the deal is. I was in Selma today looking at it again. I'm I'm seriously going to pitch an idea to Elon. I got to get it together. You're writing a proposal. Yeah. Yeah. You can save a city, you know, Mm -hmm. right now. You can revitalize it right now. All these people need are jobs. You know, they have everything else they need. The city's got great bone. People coming there and gentrify all the you know weirdos coming there and gentrified or whatever. <laughs> they do. You know, give it some economic development. All they need are jobs. Man. Huh. It's a great city. Yeah. Anyways. Anyway, this guy he didn't like hot dogs. He's he's anti pig farms and hot dogs. But Joey Chestnut still won while wrestling a protester. <laughs> That's impressive. He's the greatest athlete of all. Because he's a winner, John. He's, well, this this dude right here, the kid that got choked, twenty one year old man. That's that is a man, by the way. He's yeah, not a kid, he's right? Twenty one. He's old enough. He's drink. he can vote. He can vote. He can go die in combat and get drafted. All that. He's a man. All right. He he stepped into the arena with a gladiator. <laughs> you, know? like, you can't step into the arena with a gladiator expect to come out unscathed. Yeah. yeah, you don't get between a lion and his prey, exactly, and expect to walk away unscathed. Exactly, that's what happened to this guy. <laughs> he, he found out. He found out. I mean, he found out real quick. And who's against hot dogs? You know. Yeah. Like hot dogs are great. I don't like the hot dog eating contest. It just grosses me. <laughs> I was say, it, it is kind of gross. If they weren't dunking them in water. I think I could get it a lot better. But when they dunk them in water, and, and they don't even like chew them, yeah, they just yeah. swallow them whole. It's, 
wrote them all down. Like, how do you not? Okay, look. <laughs> when my kids were little, if they, if they wanted a hot dog, we had to cut it into fours. Sure. And then after that, slice it up and cut them into like teeny tiny pieces right. because, I don't know, hot dogs cure kill more people than any other food in America. I didn't know that. You know, a lot of because they're popular. <laughs> <laughs> and these guys, how has nobody never died in a hot dog eating contest? I, I don't know, but... I'm going to bring this up next time Tara says I need to slice up a hot dog for Joe Sy. I'm going to be like, he's never going to be a winner with that kind of attitude. <laughs> he's going to be the best. Joey Chestnut. <laughs> Joey Chestnut swallows hot dogs whole. A hundred of them at a time. He's never choked. <laughs> You're making him watch like every hot dog eating contest on YouTube. Yeah. You know, yeah. Tips and all that. Here's where Kobayashi lost the championship. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, it'd be wild if you molded him into a competitive eater. I wouldn't do that to if him. Your genes and your size, he might change the game. You well, know, you know. The genetics you put into this. <laughs> Maybe. He might be the greatest competitive eater in the world. I don't think. I don't think. I I mean, I couldn't do it. So. No. I, what I want Have you ever swallowed a hot dog hole? You would think this is a sport that would be dominated by women. Usually younger single women would dominate older married women. Yeah. Um, uh, 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 don't go protesting at the hot dog. Yeah. Just leave us something. The protesters are taking everything from us. Right. Just leave us hot dog. Please. You know? Oh. my culture. I don't want you taking it away. John, let's talk about Batman. Okay. Would the real Batman please stand up? What began as a social media jest by an Egyptian user in the city of Helwan claiming that he was Egypt's Batman later escalated into a battle between a series of Batmen to decide who the real caped crusader of Egypt would be. Okay. So. <laughs> a battle royale of Batman? Yeah. I mean, they should sell tickets to this. Sure. Uh, there is only one way to solve this. This is a quote here. Anyone who thinks he's Batman can meet us in Helwyn at 11 p.m. And the last man standing is the real Dark Knight, wrote Anas Zaron on Facebook, regarded by most, you know, most people thought that it was a meme, you know, or it was just a joke or whatever. But Egypt's capital city, or it was once Egypt's capital city, uh, it's located right there on the Nile. It stands. Well, you know, I don't. Why did they put this <laughs> this pro, this uh, paragraph in here? Just giving you a little history. I guess so. It says the the. Uh, I need a few more words to fill up whatever. <laughs> that's a good. Yeah, yeah, that's all right. The real Batman battle event scheduled for August thirteenth of twenty twenty two in front of Helwyn Metro Station took the country's social media by storm inducing a plethora of memes, jokes, and even celebrity involvement. So this is just Storm Area 51, Egypt's version. Tiny. (laughs) Yeah. Let's take every dollar out of the paper. <laughs> Let's get you a bat. Let's fly over there. 
And just see what <laughs> Can I bring my gun? <laughs> and I would love for the Batman costume to not fit correctly. Like, you know, well, there's a little bit hanging out on the side or something. Well, uh, I've never priced Batman costumes, sure. but my guess would be if we had a Batman costume, it would probably not fit <laughs> unless we had it special made. <laughs> what if you just went over there in like a black pair of sweatpants? <laughs> like Casey Jones, <laughs> but instead of a hockey mask, I've got a Batman I mean, mask. got a... Like a Batman T-shirt on, and then just like a regular ski, you know, like green. And you're like, I'm Batman. I'm Batman. And then when they start laughing, I whip out the taser and start zapping them. And you become the king of Egypt. Then, you know, like, yeah, but then I have to fight all their crime. I don't want to do that. You're like a lazy Batman. Yeah, I don't really care to do. This Batman was being Batman was way better on the Steam Deck. Yeah, yeah we should definitely do that. Uh, veg- to t- take Tiny to fight all the other Batman. I'll film it on my video phone on my phone. Vertically, of course. Right. So, so you don't see people like they just like come out of frame right. <laughs> immediately. You don't see them coming. Sure. Yes. Yeah. I'll, I'll share it in our Discord. Veteran comedian and actor Amon Fami. He hopped on the trend after tweeting a nostalgic image of himself as a nab man, which is a parody superhero television show released in 2013 in relation to the superhero memes. Uh, he, he captioned it. Hell, when your real hero has arrived, uh, there's an Egyptian actress here. She dressed the part on TikTok. Uh, she uh, she put on a Catwoman suit, but then claimed that she was the real Batman. That's kind of funny, yeah, <laughs> you know. <Yeah. laughs> the trend began to peak upon reaching mainstream attention. Diverse television talk shows such as Al Seha, I can't read that. It's Health and Beauty in, in their language. <laughs> it sought to conclude Egypt's search for the country's true Batman, inviting a guest by the name of Basm during the signature cow, donning the signature cow to unmask himself on, on national television. Uh, however, not all television programs took the matter lightly. Renowned television presenter La Miss L. Hadley <laughs> shared her concerns over the growing number of caped crusaders through her talk show, The Last Word. What started as a joke has been turned by Muslim Brotherhood media into a political situation. Oh, it appears to sounds like a female Alex joke. <laughs> no. Egyptian female Alex joke. <laughs> it appears to have started as a joke, but now is a propaganda tool for chaos and instability, she explained on the 4th of July. Man, I hadn't thought about the Muslim Brotherhood. <laughs> it's been a bit. Boy it's been a minute. <laughs> yeah. I, guess, I guess they decided to quit talking about it. Uh, also, she later referred to the event's date, August 13th, as an intentional choice by pro-Brotherhood members as it coincides with the ninth anniversary of the dispersal of sit-in protesters in Raba Square, later touted as the Raba Massacre. 
Yeah. I'm sure I'm saying that wrong. Yeah. You remember when all that went down? Yeah, I remember. Yeah, okay. There's like some reporter over there mm-hmm. that did bad things too mm-hmm. and all that. Yeah, it was not a good scene. The event's virality eventually caught the eyes of Egypt's Ministry of the Interior, according to state media, leading to the arrest of four organizers related to the event on the grounds of incentivizing an informal event, putting an end to the uh, Hellwind's Battle of the Batman. So no more fun. Man. I, I, you know what? I, right <laughs> I don't have to go over there and fight the Batman. Hey. The Muslim Brotherhood messed it up. <laughs> Show up. Dude, maybe we can get in the Brotherhood. You know? <laughs> like, do we have to what if I just showed up and I'm the only one because sure. I didn't get the memo? <laughs> it was canceled. <laughs> and I'm like, fight me. <laughs> <laughs> I would like to see us try to join the Muslim. <laughs> is it, like, do we have to be Muslim, or is this just guys hanging out having fun, yeah. like fight like Batman and stuff? What do y'all call potlucks? <laughs> yeah, let me show you how to fry some chicken. You know? Yes. Yeah, it's gonna blow your mind. <clears throat> All right. It also says that Batman has long been Egypt's most celebrated comic book hero in large part due to the popular 90s animated series, which was dubbed into Egyptian Arabic by Spacetune, which is a nostalgic Egyptian cartoon channel. The Batman 2022, or yeah, the 2022 film, The Batman, uh, was also a testament to Egypt's love for the hero, which raked in 18 million USD in the box office revenues, staying in the theater for 20, 23 weeks. What? So they love the Batman sure. there. I guess it's like, uh, they love Batman. Germany loves David Hasselhoff. You know, <laughs> different places are in the different things. Right. Yeah. Okay. Well, cool. Cool for them. Um, all right, let's get on Roe versus what it's been. What? Two, three weeks, maybe since you and I and Clarence Thomas ended the, <laughs> we took away women's rights. Right. Yes. And just on a whim. Yeah, it's been great. <laughs> I, I've noticed so many just babies crawling around, <laughs> unattended to, <laughs> feral children running the streets. <laughs> it's been great. Um, a pregnant woman uses row reversal to fight carpool lane tickets. A pregnant woman used the reversal of Roe v. Wade to argue she should be allowed to drive in a carpool lane since the baby she was carrying is a lie. By law, in order to use the high-occupancy vehicle lanes, drivers must have at least one passenger. But in Brandy Botwin's eyes, she did in her uterus. Botwin was randomly stopped by a Dallas County Sheriff's Department officer and given a ticket. The Dallas News, uh, Dallas Morning News reported, I pointed to my stomach and said, my baby girl is right here. She is a person. And he said, oh, no, it's got to be two people outside of the body. <laughs> okay, where does, I need to see the law. Where does the law say that? Well, I, I, I don't know. I imagine if it doesn't, they'll start rewriting it to say something like it has to be another passenger and a separately restrained or something like that. You know, I don't know. Um, it says, uh, though Texas Penal Code recognizes an unborn child as a person, the Transportation Code doesn't. So there's your rub. Um, so pro-life groups, that's that's our next that's target. Our next, we're taking down the DOT, baby. <laughs> 
<laughs> Let's get on that, mobilize, right. chop, chop. Or, or when we're going to road cruise to get an abortion. <laughs> 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 That's a little favor. Oh, no, um, the Texas Penal Code. Oh, all right, I read that. Uh, she's not letting up anytime soon, though. She's fighting a ticket in court on July 20th. This has my blood boiling, she said. That can't be good. <laughs> Come on, Mom. How could this be fair? According to the new law, this is a lie. Okay, it's not a new law. By the way, no laws are passed. That's the problem. Right. Nobody's passed any laws about this, you know, of, to ensure the right for women to have an abortion. Yeah, also, I mean... I mean, y'all only had 50 years to get a law put in place. (laughs) Let me just toss this out there. Democrats have the majority. Sure, I've had it several times. (laughs) Right, but right now, as we speak, if they wanted to, they could codify Roe v. Wade into law right now, and the Supreme Court wouldn't be able to do jack about it because their job is to interpret the law, not to legislate. That's right. But they're they're not going to do that. You know why? Because they want your votes in yeah, November. Because it's not as popular as everybody wants them to vote. Right. Yeah, that's the number one reason. Mm-hmm. They could have done it several times over 50 years. I, I won't dive in. <laughs> oh, sorry. Me, Tiny, and Clarence. We'll talk about this later. <laughs> okay. Uh, she said, uh, I know this may fall on deaf ears, but as a woman, this was shocking. Um, so there you go. Mm-hmm. She's shocked by it. Now, I... Don't think she should get a ticket. I agree. I'm I'm actually on her side. Absolutely. And just let me put this out there, okay? If we let pregnant women use the HOV lane as well as park in the front of the mall, sure. Will y'all quit sending death threats to the Supreme Court? <laughs> That's what we call compromise. Sure. Well, yeah. I mean, well, yeah. Maybe. Maybe don't go run them out of restaurants. You know? That's getting borderline insurrection. Very borderline insurrection. Right. All y'all need is an FBI agent to let you in the Supreme Court. <laughs> all y'all need. There's a couple of them out there getting everybody stirred up to come inside. That's all we need. All right. uh, <laughs> yeah, that's... That is a little troubling. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I guess it's just a state of the country. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I can't say that the right wouldn't do it if it was the other way around. Mm-hmm. Because there's lunatics on every side. Right. Yeah. I will say, I don't remember stuff getting lit on fire and death threats when they legend, when they allowed gay marriage. <laughs> no, that's true. So. Very good point. We're getting that. That's coming next. Huh? <laughs> We're taking that one off the books next. We're going to take that one off the books next. <laughs> well, you know, in his opinion, he did write because their basis for those decisions mm-hmm. when they were challenged was the same as the basis they used for Roe v. Wade. He was like, I mean, they might should be examined. You know, like, I guess as a jurist, you're like, right. you know, like, logically, this doesn't fall under the scope of this amendment. So mm-hmm. uh, any other thing we pass should probably be examined, too. So, that was Clarence signaling us. <laughs> right. And uh, we're, we've been standing by and standing ready. <laughs> what was it? I think, number one, 
I'm joking about all of it. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm just making jokes about all of it. I get that it's a very serious issue on all sides, okay? Mm-hmm. Uh, but I still like to make jokes, okay? So don't get offended. I'm not trying to hurt your feelings. And also, and we didn't we didn't have the story because I guess uh, I guess we thought it was controversial enough, but they're trying to get together like an abortion cruise ship, sure, <laughs> off the like in international waters. That's right, yeah. So hey, yeah, <laughs> it's gonna be fine. But I would tell this lady about I don't think that she should get a ticket for this, but I also think she should buy an extra plane ticket because nobody wants to sit. Like that. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Well, John, how about this? And uh, this is gonna be my last story. And this is one of those Zillow listings that okay. you know gets picked up and, and talked about online. Seemingly normal house for sale in Ohio has a prison cell next to the kitchen. That's where you keep your wife. Right? <laughs> if you're in the market for a new home, you may be familiar with the website Zillow. On the site, you can browse homes, take virtual tours. Yeah, we're all familiar with Zillow, blah, blah, blah. How does it work, Tom? <laughs> At first glance... The house, located at 117 North Brandon Avenue, seems fairly normal. The $275,000 home, which was built in 1972, features four bedrooms and five bathrooms. It also boasts an indoor swimming pool, a sauna, and a full bar area. Sweet. Oh, yeah, and a couple prison cells. Sure. These cells are equipped with iron doors and two bunks each. The exact specs of the cells aren't listed, but they appear to be pretty standard as jail cells go. Conveniently, they're located right off of the family room next to the kitchen. It's unclear as to why the prison cells are there in the first place, but realtors claim that it's a chance to own a piece of history. And then it says there's an update down here. It says that uh, although there is no definite reason why the jail cells are located in the home, it is believed that the doctor who originally built the house was a huge John Dillinger enthusiast and that he had the opportunity to purchase the jail cell where he was held. And he bought them and moved him into his into his house. Okay. Which, I mean, can you just buy old prison cells? Like, it, it seems like. It's maybe it's just the gates or something, wow. you know. You can buy anything. <laughs> it's hard to imagine cutting a room out of a building. Yeah, I mean, there's. <laughs> it could be done, I guess. I would think those walls were probably, in you know, in, integral to the integrity of the building. Maybe yeah, I don't know. Tearing it down. Maybe and that's the city it. Was like, hey. Hey, you like John Dillinger? You want his old his his cell? Give us three grand and move this junk out of here, and you can. And the guy's like, yes, I'm going to put this in my house. Because that's not weird at all. (laughs) Yeah. I'm one of those doctors that's just got too much money. I don't know what to do with all this money. What, uh, would you buy anybody's prison sale? No. Yeah, I don't know if I would either. In fact, and here we go, here here goes another tangent. I watched a documentary, not on serial killers, but on serial killer culture, i.e. the people who are like super into true crime. And now, look, I like true crime, too. But we're talking about the people who actually go out and pay thousands upon thousands of dollars for what they call murderabilia. Sure. I.e. 
I want the belt that so and so, you know, killed his wife with. Yeah. You know, stuff like that. These are the same people that are staying in the motel room where Vicky and Casey White stayed in before <laughs> they ran to their untimely right? Maybe, but I tell you, there were some people in this documentary who uh, they even creeped me out. <laughs> like, there's this one dude that's saying something. That's saying something. Yeah. I agree. I probably couldn't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm like, nope, I'm out. Just cut it off and leave. I remember there was this one guy, and I don't even remember the, the killer they were talking about. But uh, no, you know what? I take it. It may have even been Jeffrey Dahmer. I, did Jeffrey Dahmer choke a guy with a belt or something? I have no idea. They just had this belt, and they claimed that some killer, like, actually, you know, used it to kill a guy, and he because he was trying to buy it. And when he got to like actually see the belt, and he's sitting there holding it in his hands, it's almost like he's petting it. Over. Oh, and I'm sitting there thinking that dude. He wants to kill somebody with that belt. He's thinking about it right now. He's probably got a semi. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, that was my thought. He was like, I want to finger this belt. <laughs> 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 you know? And that guy, he was like, he was like, this is the belt right here that so and so took the life of so and so with. Golly, that's weird. He was like, can you imagine? This belt being around your neck as he's, you know, cranking down on it, oh, like man. torquing it up, you know, and you're trying to gasp for breath. In my mind, he looks like a goth, a grown up goth, does he? <laughs> he looked like a grown up goth that like washed off his eyeliner and put on a suit to meet this guy who was going to sell him this belt that was used to. Kill somebody. You think I better put on my suit? <laughs> yes. This is a business deal. <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah. I don't I couldn't make it through that. I would <laughs> I'd be too weirded out. But everybody's into something, you know. Mm-hmm. That's just the way it goes. We all have different hobbies and likes and some people collect Bear Bryant Coca-Cola bottles. <laughs> Hey, those are going. Those are going to be worth something sure. one day. <laughs> well, they made seventy billion of them. Yeah. I think I sold a six pack of those the last yard sale for five bucks. Nice. Yeah, I got one of my office. Shane gave me. It's the only <laughs> one that I had. Well, mom and dad got some somewhere. If they hadn't sold them too, they'll come to me. My fortune will come to me. It you know, would be hilarious if one day. Uh, Look, I don't want anybody to get seriously hurt, but what if you had to call Shane one day and tell him one of your warehouse workers had to go to the hospital because you made him drink that, <laughs> that Coke? <laughs> no, you know, they made them for all the uh, SEC teams, and a guy drank a Georgia one when they won the one they beat us for the national championship. <laughs> yeah. As far as I know, he's still alive. Somebody, somebody told me that story. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. But it, it's probably okay. Yeah. <laughs> it's probably fine. Yeah. Oh, yeah, All right, well, let's talk about sex, baby. All right. First of all, this article is weird. It's like an interview uh, article. So just so everybody knows. Um, too many Spaniards dedicate their existence to satisfying their sexual desires. All right, kids, tune out. <laughs> Should give you a heads up. I already made a finger in joke. <laughs> It's fine. Sure. PG-13, we've said that from the beginning. Right? <laughs> yes. 
Okay. It's no worse than Beavis and Butthead. We grew up with Beavis and Butthead. Right. Yes. <laughs> smuggling drugs across the U.S. border. <laughs> All right, so too many Spaniards dedicate their existence to satisfying their sexual desires, claims Juan Garcia Galdero, but is that really why the country is struggling? And I just want to jump in before reading another word of this. I agree that, yes, it is. (laughs) I'm not familiar with what Spain's problems are. Yeah. But this is like, I don't either. I don't know what's going on. But I don't know if it's because it's translated or something, but it reads really funny. It starts out, what other kind of sex is there? And then I assume the politician says, there is also sex strictly for the purpose of procreation. Sounds like a drag, the interviewer says. No, thanks. (laughs) He says, no, no, no. That's a totally different kind of sex. Sure. He said, it's that kind of mindset that led to the depopulation of rural Spain. Uh, he says, I've never even been to Spain. He said, it's your attitude that's the problem. You're, you pleasure-seeking infant. Just call him a baby right <laughs> to his face. Um, he said, uh, I mean, the interviewer says, I mean, I've had casual sex with Spanish people, but I don't tend to ask which bit they're from. The politician says, another eternal adolescence turning sex into a trivial act of consumption. Um, so it says, uh, we forget that the main purpose of sex is procreation. He says, there are people who free themselves from the chains of family and marriage to dedicate their existence to satisfying their sexual desire. So Juan here is a 31 year old deputy president of Castilla and Leon and a member of the far right Vox party. So your box is pretty left. <laughs> Maybe it's different over there. Yes. Uh, so, and it says that he's famous for saying stupid things. Uh, hmm. uh, it says it's definitely a problem. Depopulation is definitely a problem. Vast tracts of the country's interior have become collectively known as Les, La España Vasita, hollowed out Spain. I probably said that wrong. I don't speak Spanish. <laughs> you speak French. I, I speak a little bit of French. I speak a little bit of restaurant Spanish. You know? <laughs> right. He said, these areas have been losing residents steadily for decades, killing off many smaller villages completely. But the shift is primarily due to lack of work. This is the counter argument. Infrastructure, decent roads, transport transport links, and high-speed internet rather than a rise in casual sex. Well, we know how to fix their problem if it's declining birth rates. Yeah. They need to do away with Roe v. Wade in Spain. That's right. <laughs> well, you know, I read somewhere that at the time before Mississippi challenged this law that overturned Roe v. Wade, Mississippi had more liberal uh, abortion laws than almost all of Europe. Really? Yeah. Huh. Like almost all of the United States were we're ahead of where Europe is in a lot of regards. So if you consider that ahead. Yeah. Well, for people that are on that side, right backwards and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Then I mean, honestly, we gave y'all a lot and y'all just kept going. (laughs) And finally you're like, we want abortion whenever, wherever. And we're like, all right, now we're challenging it again. And you lost. Sorry. Sometimes when you lose, 
You got to deal with people celebrating. Win. <laughs> Welcome to being a Southerner. <laughs> had no part in the Civil War. You're still having to let, get dabbed on all the time by everybody. Yeah. Anytime you try to bring up anything, they're like, shut up, I'll send Sherman down there again. And that's just how it is. And all you got to come back with is, no, you won't because he's dead. <laughs> like, technically, he's a war criminal and should not be venerated by anyone. world-famous Cajun Curl Bayou Blue Spice. We want to thank them for their support. Check them out on their website, CajunCurl.com, where you can order the spice right there on the website. It was created on the Elm Bayou in Evangeline Parish, Louisiana, and it's a seasoning that goes on everything. General Sherman, (laughs) I think the first president of LSU, by the way. Huh, did not know that. There you go. How about that? A little bit of trivia for you. Uh, if you like cooking or eating, this is a spice for you. Cajun Curl Bayou with a Spice goes well with chicken, beef, pork, potatoes, burning a path to the sea <laughs> with your army throughout Georgia and the South. And anything else you can think of putting it on, Cajun Curl Bayou Bundled Spice on it will change your life. On the website, CajunCurl.com, you can order the original Bayou Bundle Spice, and you'll also find recipes that are absolutely mind-blowing. You can locate your dearest retailer or order your own. If your local grocer doesn't carry world-famous Cajun Curl Bayou Blended Spice, ask them to start stocking it now. Here locally, it's available at Bowles Fresh Market on Skyland Boulevard, Mark's Martin Downtown Northport, South Finest Meats, and the Piggly Wiggly on Learning Wallace Boulevard. All of our products are made in the USA, so not only do you enjoy the taste of the Cajun Curl, but you also feel patriotic while you enjoy your meal. It's all natural, low salt, has a little kick, but it doesn't burn you good. World famous Cajun Curl by you blend the spice. Taste the spice, but not the heat. Check them out at CajunCurl.com and use our promo code EOP10 to get a 10% discount. Because we ask that you use the spice, but we don't ask you to pay full price. That's right. But one thing we have to do before we end this free show is we have to thank our patrons. We thank each and every one of you so much. And we would like to thank by name those who donate at the 10 or above tier. And those fine people are Mr. Daniel Hedrick, Mr. James White, Ms. Angela Pinto, Ms. Sherry Heron, Mr. Chris Payne, Mr. Derek Reeves, Mr. Hank Hernandez, Ms. Jane Updegraff, Ms. Jacqueline B., Mr. Josh Dodd, Mr. Shane White, Ms. Sharon Craig, Mr. Todd Glover, and Mr. Mike Wilcox, a.k.a. McWill. Thank you all so much for supporting the show. And if you would like to become a patron, you can head on over to patreon.com slash earthoddity. Several tiers, but the $5 that gets you the extended show. Here lately, we've really stepped up our game, and we've been putting out some quality, quality patron shows. It's a whole other episode. Yes. And and the cost has look, you know, gas has gone up, right. but the cost of the Patreon has remained the same. It's inflation. It's show inflation. That's right. <laughs> yes. Uh have you put Libby's episode up? No, I still haven't done that. So you there's even another one. That's coming. There's yeah. more. Yeah. I'm trying to sit down with Hudson this week one night. He's he's a booty kid, so I don't know how it'll go. <laughs> right. 
He's very moody. If we get on my nerves, we're going to get a fist fight. <laughs> That'll be great. You <laughs> see police cars over my house. Just know me and Hudson got into a fight. Yeah. Anyway, that's patreon.com yeah. slash earth oddity. Extend your oddity. Yeah. Speaking of extensions, what are we going to talk about today? Besides Fayette Talk. That's right. And <laughs> the Chronicles of Fayette. <laughs> uh, we're going to talk about a husband accidentally texting some photos to people we shouldn't have. Okay. Yes. I'm going to talk about a, uh, ooh, this is a dark story, but we're going to talk about it. Uh, a man who um, lit fireworks off of his head. Okay. Well, so. Patriot. He loves this country. <laughs> loves America. Loves America. Yeah. Yeah. I saw somebody put on Facebook the other day. It was like, uh, I've. I, Glad my neighbors are celebrating, or apparently my neighbors are celebrating July the seventh. <laughs> <You know, laughs> <laughs> yes. Well, you you get that big huge box, and it, it comes with two free yes. boxes. <laughs> I don't know how the economics of fire stand, fireworks stands work. Right. Everything's buy one get one free. Sometimes it's buy one get two free. And sometimes I've even seen how it. I've seen it buy one, get three free. Yeah. Like, I have never in my life gone to the grocery store, bought one loaf of bread, and you get three loaves of bread for free. <laughs> like, how are they making money? I want to know how it works. If, if you're listening and you know the economics, <laughs> of, like, what's the gross profit margin of, yeah. of a fireworks stand, right. all of that, I would like to know how it works. Well, my guess would be... They have a trailer full of fireworks, and so they just they sell you one string of firecrackers at the price of three. Sure, but they tell you you're getting two of them I, for free. I, I've often wondered that. Too. <laughs> yeah. but that's how they get you. Here's the thing: I don't understand how firework stands work. So like Dizzy Dean or whoever, the <laughs> yeah. fireworks guy, Ninja, Ninja, they got like 25 trailers around town. You got to have people working all those. I assume you have to lease the spots where you're putting them, you know? Yeah. And then you have storage, like, for all these trailers, maintenance, all of all that stuff. I'm just wondering if yeah. you have two selling holidays a year. Right. How does this work? Is it a huge money laundering thing? That's fine <laughs> if it is. I would just like to know how it works. You know? I mean, we never think about it, but I mean, everyone likes to point the finger and laugh at Spirit Halloween Store yeah. popping up for one month out of the right. year. Which at least you get 30 selling days. <laughs> yeah, you get 30 days of selling yeah. that stuff. I, I, I mean, the fireworks places at like the state line, they're open all the time mm -hmm. because people in Georgia, sorry, Georgia. You can blow up the God's toads that you can't have fireworks <laughs> that weekend. You know, so they can get on, I guess, yeah. or whatever, to blow up the God's toads. What if it was a bunch of M80s they bought at the state line on I-59 or I-20? This show is just is getting too entertaining, and so I hate to just stop. I hate to just shut down the show. I'm rambling. It's fine. But I do remember when I was a kid, I remember saving my money for like two months before Either the fourth or you know New Year's, New Year's yeah. because I knew that hey you know yeah. here in four weeks the fireworks stand is going to be open. I just don't know how they work. Like how do you make it work? It seems like a not good business venture. But mm -hmm. I guess Dizzy Dane's probably making more money now. Everybody, <laughs> do you think they have insurance? Oh, yeah, I think you got there. Yeah. <laughs> because I really like to think they don't. <laughs> I would imagine. It's just these trailers 
you know, full of explosive material yeah. that are just out there for people to shop at. And there's like no insurance, no liability, no nothing. That's what I want to believe. The crazy thing is like for the week before they actually like open up when they're sitting there, I'm mm-hmm. like, can I just go pop that thing open and load up a truck load? You know? But I'm down here in the Word Church's parking lot. Let's do it. <laughs> just, just rob that place blind with fireworks. Then, then Earth Oddity Fireworks or somewhere. In the parking lot of Carroll's Creek Baptist Church. That's right. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> because I assume they're releasing that from Word yeah. Community Church, right? They may have. I, you know, I, I don't know what happened when... Because uh, they, they got the fireworks stand and then they got big bunt cakes. Big bunt cakes out there. <laughs> Which the lady who owns that, I think her husband <laughs> is the preacher at the Word. Okay, I didn't know that. But I want to say back, you know, uh, what was the church that was there? Children of the Corn. That's the- <laughs> Lord of the Harvest. Yes. When it shut down or whatever, I, that property was up for sale. Mm-hmm. And I want to say that other parking lot was up for sale, like a separate parcel. Okay. I don't know if that's true or not. All right. I could have made that up in my mind. Hmm. I can look on the GIS map one day and let you know who knows. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Anyway, we got to end this. Show. <laughs> yes. We got a lot of stuff to talk about in the Patreon. <laughs> You've been listening to Earth Oddity Podcast, and we thank you for listening to us no matter where you get us, whether you get us from Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Stitcher. We're on all those. If you want to write into the show, that is earthoddity at planetmail.net. <laughs> if you want to tweet at us, we are at underscore earthoddity on Twitter. You can check out our show art. That is underscore Earth Oddity on Instagram. We have a Discord server. Link in the show notes. <laughs> and we also have a <laughs> we can we have a phone number that you can call or text or you can see the send your memes. We've been getting a lot of memes, but they don't translate well to audio, yeah. so we haven't brought them up. But that doesn't mean I don't like looking at them. So what's that phone number? It is six six two four nine three two zero five nine. That's six six two four nine three two zero five nine. We hope everybody out there has an excellent week. Earth Oddity for the Fringe Radio Network signing off. Love y'all. Bye. This has been a very odd production. Thanks for listening. <laughs>